And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Ding, ding! How about we can just watch basketball? How about we can just watch basketball? Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore here with Keith Parrish for your weekend update. Before we get started, guys, don't forget you can get this podcast advertising free by subscribing to The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash NBA show to do that. Huge weekend in the NBA, Keith. Just, I don't, there were too many good games. We we had a hard time choosing, uh, so we did our best. The big games from Sunday totally delivered, and we're going to start with Philly and the Knicks. And needless to say, the pairing of James Harden and Joel Embiid, Keith, it's off to a pretty good uh, start. Embiid had 37, James Harden had a triple-double, and the Sixers beat the Knicks 125-109. Now, look, Keith, they've only been together for two games, okay? They haven't done. They haven't beaten any good teams, but... Uh, the, the Timberwolves are all right. Okay, but they're not on, what the we would call right. a good team. Okay, okay. The, the Sixers are a better team. That's your team. definition. They're over 500. It was uh, a second night of a back-to-back for the Wolves. I'm messing with you. Okay, fine. Now, but what we've seen out of Harden and Embiid, man, this is a match made in basketball heaven. It looks great. Um, your definition of heaven is different than mine. I mean, the point is to win the game. As far as the aesthetically pleasing nature of this pairing, not heaven, they grind you into dust. They might truly be unstoppable, as Embiid described the pair uh, in this game. We all saw this as like, this is an amazing matchup of two of the best players in the NBA. Them being paired together is great for the Sixers, we think. And now seeing it in practice, everyone's like, and they're going to shoot so many free throws. That's not the thing. They're going to have so many free throws. And oh my God, they shot so many free throws. They made the most free throws in this game against the Knicks that any team has made this year. They had 39 made free throws, but it's not that, Dave. For me, it's that the two of them, it, it was only the two of them. Like, Georges Niang didn't shoot any free throws. Harden and Embiid combined to make 33 free throws in one basketball game. It's dominant. It's hard to beat. It's also hard to watch. Yeah, there were 79 total free throw attempts in this game because Philly also fouls a lot. And the Knicks uh, were kind of flopping around a little bit. And the most of this game, the Sixers were in control. The, the Knicks did come back late uh, starting in the third quarter, which is what Doc Rivers' teams tend to do. You know, uh, there was a lot of James Harden in the bench. And it did not go well for them. The the Knicks never stopped fighting. Emmanuel quickly making stuff happen. And look, the Knicks are are clearly, this is not like a contender. But they still are scrappy. And you have to play the full 48 against them, right, Keith? Yeah, that that is the thing that like the Knicks were in this in the fourth quarter before the Sixers pulled away. And like you said, they, they caught the Timberwolves who were playing on the second half of a back-to-back. And they did not dominate this Knicks team. They were up by a lot, but then they, they, they the lead slipped away. A Knicks team that's having a nightmare season came back and got in this game. So like maybe we're getting a little, 
it's maybe a little premature to celebrate the pairing, but also uh, the early returns is what we expected and they're taking care of business. And you even think when the playoffs, when it comes to the playoff basketball and it's just half court and it's just the superstars getting to the line, the Sixers are as well positioned as any team uh, to take advantage of that. Yeah. And I thought that their defense actually was pretty nice in this game, even with Harden out there. I mean, uh, Maxie's turned it up a bit. Joel Embiid still looks like MVP candidate. Joel Embiid had four blocks in this game, um, actually got isolated on an island by by the Knicks guards quite a bit and just, you know, didn't care. Didn't matter. He just can defend that now. No problem. Uh, got a nice chase down block uh, after he let a guy get past him. Uh, Tyrese Maxey had 21 in this game. To, he looks so good, Keith, in, in that third spot. Uh, that's a bit of a game changer for them. I mean, Maxey's been killing it. I think a lot of the question marks about you let Seth Curry go in the deal, and then you say, all right, you have this big two, but like, what does that do to your depth? Is your bench going to be okay? Do you get enough scoring? But so far, Tyrese Maxey hasn't missed a beat and p- perhaps looks even more comfortable. And another stat, um, I saw the thing that Embiid in two games now, 82% of his field goals have been assisted in the two games with Harden. And for the season, only 49% of his field goals had been assisted. I believe Jackson Frank had that stat that just all of a sudden Harden is creating for the Sixers team and Maxi also possibly a beneficiary of it. This guy making a leap in, in, in this year of his career and has been just like tremendous in these two games and, and looking kind of like that. Is that, a, I mean, like, I don't say star, but like, is that your third, whatever, maybe star like the third piece Tobias Harris slides down in the pecking order and you can depend more on Tyrese Maxey. If that is the case, then yes, this probably is a formidable championship contender from the East. Yeah. You now have more good players than you thought you had when the season started. That's a good place to be. And Harden had 16 assists in this game. I just Embiid has never played with a guy like this. It's going to be incredible to watch for the rest of the season. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Big, big game on Sunday. The Golden State Warriors, Luka Doncic coming into town with the Dallas Mavericks. And, woo, Keith, did you catch this game live? I did, Man, Dave. What it happened? was tremendous. I haven't seen the Golden State Warriors look that nervous in a fourth quarter since playing my Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Luka, Luka Dodgers had 34 points to help bring the Mavericks back from 21 down. I mean, they were down 21 in the third quarter, and the wheels completely fell off for the Warriors, Keith. It was a 26-1 to run in the fourth quarter. Spencer Dinwiddie looked like the best player in the NBA. Spencer Dinwiddie went off, and the, the Warriors just 
collapsed, choked. I don't know what you want to call it. You give a lot of credit to the team that's playing more aggressive and, and gets the win and pulls off the run in the Mavericks. But like they went so long without scoring. They for the entire fourth quarter, the Warriors made five field goals. They were five for 21 and got just annihilated in that fourth. It's a massive win for the Mavericks. I mean, this yeah. game was kind of like a blowout. I wasn't you asked me if I watched it live. I did. But I was kind of casually viewing for the first three quarters. I was popping around. I needed to see some Pistons Hornets. By the way, shout out Kelly Olenek with the buzzer beater as the Hornets dropped to 0-7 in overtime. Listen, I was flipping around. There was, there was a Rockets game on. It was close. And I'm like, well, I don't care about this nationally televised great matchup until that fourth quarter. And Spencer Dinwiddie started cooking. And the small ball Mavericks, Mavericks going all small ball. And just the Warriors had no answers. And maybe it's a fluke. Maybe it's the hot shooting moment for the Mavericks. But that's a tough loss for the Warriors and uh, a, a great feeling of celebration for Dallas. Well, Davis Bertans and Spencer Dinwiddie with 31 points off the bench. And, and you know, Bertans not with a huge game. Seven points. He took six threes. Uh, but his movement created so much stuff for them. So many looks for other guys. Uh, it, it's not often that you have two guys added to your team at a deadline and they immediately make this kind of impact. Uh, do you, do you think that Bertans has kind of fit nicely into the system so far? Well, I think a hundred percent. You just look at the people, the Mavericks acquired in the off season their, their main off season addition was Reggie Bullock. And I think most analysts were like, Hey, low key, that's a real great pickup. Cause he's just, he's a shooter. He's a competent NBA professional, he's fine at defense, and he's a shooter. And he got off to a very, very slow start to this season, but he's found his footing. And they're like, hey, you know what? We have this incredible MVP candidate in Luka Doncic who controls the basketball, who's an excellent passer, who can do all the heavy lifting on offense. We just need to maybe put some shooters around him. So they had Bullock out there. They were hoping that Porzingis would have been, you know, like the co-star for the future. They, they finally pulled the plug on that. And they're like, we just need some shooters. Bertans, the Wizards are like not playing him very much. They're not enamored with his contract figure anymore. We can just bring in this guy who can just stand in the corner, stand on the wing, and like you said, move around. Bertans is one of the great, lanky, uh, just off-balance shooters, and, like, he wasn't getting it done in Washington, but now that he has Doncic to set him up, it seems like it just makes, it makes so much more sense. And, like, just the small ball attack surround Doncic with shooters, right now it's working fabulously for this team, and they're, I mean, they're good at defense. Like, that's not, that's a big part of it. You know, yeah. they slow the game down. They play half-court basketball, and when they get in their offensive sets, they're saying, Doncic... You are preternaturally gifted at basketball, but for your the pieces we want to put around you, shooting. Let's just get shooting. We can't have Josh Richardson anymore. We thought maybe we needed playmaking. No, no, no. We need shooting. And then I guess if you need playmaking, you have Jalen Brunson and also Spencer Dinwiddie now, and the Mavericks are looking fierce. They really are. And, you know, Luca in good shape, getting around guys in a way that he was not doing early on in the season was <laughs> Basically unabated to the basket in this game most of the night. Uh, Steph Curry, 27 points, 10 assists, continues to take on more of a playmaking role for the Warriors with Draymond out. Doing a really good job. I actually think that this has been one of the best passing runs of his career, if not shooting runs, because, you know, let's face it, 3 of 10 from 3 is uh, below average for Steph Curry, although this season 
not having a great year. Uh, but look, Steph was out there during the run where they couldn't score. And that is something that the Golden State Warriors absolutely cannot survive. Keith, I thought, again, goes back to the Dallas defense. They were able to bother everybody, including Steph. I mean, the war- the Warriors scored 13 points in the fourth quarter. They lost the fourth quarter 33-13. to 13. Steph Curry having, you know, he had, a, a, I guess, in whole a good night, but his fourth quarter was was, was nightmarish. He was two for eight from the field, on, only five points. Another big stat from this game is the Warriors as a team were 12 for 20 on their free throws. Luka Doncic, who is a bad free throw shooter, was 11 for 12 from the line. If Luka, now I'm going to say he's not going to make 90% of his free throws. If Luka was just an 80% free throw shooter, it would help the team so much. So like nights like this, where he knocks down all his free throws, is just an extra added boost uh, for this Dallas team. And quickly, we had what might have been the coolest game in the NBA this season. The Memphis Grizzlies uh, played the Chicago Bulls and beat the Bulls 116-110. This was one of the most fun games of the year for me, Keith. Uh, John Morant was insane. 46 points in this game, Keith. What's that like? Uh, Yeah, John Morant set his regular season career high, um, which is also the Grizzlies' regular season franchise record of uh, uh, for a single game, 46 points. It was phenomenal. He had a 30-point second half. He uh, he got the Grizzlies rolling early. They were up big. Then fourth quarter, uh, the Bulls finally got it together. DeMar DeRozan, who had his streak of eight consecutive games of at least 35 points and over 50% field goals percentage, uh, had that stopped but after a slow start, he got it rolling. He started clicking. Colby White had a very nice game, and it became very, very tense down the stretch. But the Grizzlies hung on thanks to some basically uh, good defense and great offensive rebounding. It was very similar to the Warriors' collapse where uh, they weren't the offense wasn't working, but the Grizzlies depended on their defense and some timely clutch plays from Kyle Anderson to get to victory. Yeah, DeMar DeRozan has become like the scariest guy in the league in the fourth quarter. He just ascends to a different plane of existence and uh, – you know, we all just watch and enjoy. I mean, he was ridiculous in this game. And even though they didn't win, it's still a testament to the player that he is. People were talking about him as MVP in a game that he didn't even pull off the comeback in. It was that kind of game for him. Yeah, he ended up with still 31 points. He's continued his, I believe it's 10 straight now, uh, 30-point games for him. And the Bulls, I mean, they're 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 a very strong you know, team in the East, they're all packed in with all the other like really good teams from the East. For me as a Grizzlies analyst, fan, podcaster, it was like, man, we went into this really good squad. We didn't play that great, but we still get another victory. I, I guess I'm still in the, um, I don't know, denial phase of Grizzlies fandom. It's surreal. We're like, we didn't expect to be a contender. We didn't expect to have the third best record in the NBA. I don't expect to be watching the, the Warriors and Mavericks and being like, I guess I'm training for the Mavericks because I want to catch the Warriors for the two seed. But yeah, the, the Grizzlies' great season continues with a very strong victory over uh, the Chicago Bulls. Well, that's going to do it for the show, folks. Hope you guys have a great start to your week. Keith, let's get out of here. Ding, ding.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.